Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. Are you looking for help with trying to lose weight? Well, this could be the solution for you. With a range of products such as shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today simply by adding Kirsty on Facebook using the link in the show notes and get started today. to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host, as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you today? Uh, doing good. I got a little bit of a cold, which is why my voice is kind of off, but mm-hmm. other than that, I am good. Cool. Just got back from Atlanta. Oh, all right. Uh, my job's got me traveling a lot. I was in Atlanta all week this week and in South Florida all week last week, so I'm a little tired, but other mm-hmm. than that, I'm here and ready to go. Cool. How did that thing go? That you went to last week. I thought it was actually oh, told, but <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was the it was kind of a kind of a Broadway-ish style show with okay. John Cleese. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who John Cleese is, you really need to watch better shows. He was one of the founders <laughs> of Monty Python. You know, so Quest for the Holy Grail, Life of Brian, the entire run of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so much fun. Good. It was. I didn't realize how much I needed that fun until after I was done with it, but mm-hmm. we got to see a screening of The Holy Grail, mm-hmm. the extended director's cut, and when I say director's cut, it was John Cleese who did some of the re-edits, nice. and, and then there was about a 45-ish minute uh, Q&A with John Cleese on stage, and he was supremely funny. I had a couple of weird moments when he was espousing the benefits of socialism, which I don't get, but okay. you know, to each his own. Uh, but he did talk about how one of his friends uh, got invited somehow to be on a political commentary and just decided to fuck with everybody and showed up dressed like a carrot. Okay. So, so take like what I don't know what the British, you know, the UK equivalent is, but take like the most prestigious kind of political commentary talk show where they invite the most important guests on, and one guy deciding, you know, I'm fucking with all of you and dresses up like a giant carrot. You know, okay. orange, full bodysuit orange and all that. Interesting. And nice. so that story was absolutely hilarious. Cool. All right, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, and yeah, it's, it's true. You never. Sometimes you don't know how much of a break or how much fun you need until you actually do it. So, um, yep. like I learned with my break that I had recently. So, uh, what, have you, what have you been playing in between all that stuff? Uh, not a whole lot. That's kind of the downside of traveling, is I leave on Monday and I don't get back till Friday. Uh, I've been doing some uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm trying to knock that out as much as possible, Mm -hmm. uh, because the next South Park game comes out in a few days, so I want to get as much cleared out as possible before that comes, because I know that's going to take up a lot of my time. Yep. Uh, I've been streaming a little bit of Magic the Gathering just because that's an easy game to stream. Did you? Oh, I didn't see any uh, posts or anything from you. I've been doing it on Mixer, but I haven't really been doing the posts on it because I know I'm only going to be streaming for like, you know, 35, 40 minutes and then be done with it. Okay. Not sure that I'll ever get to the point to where I can stream for like hours on end, like some of the, you know, the professional guys do, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, that's cool. Um, yeah, speaking of games coming out in the near future, uh, I'm going to do, I think I'll do it maybe at the end of the show, or after you've done all your new stuff, um, well, I've got like a little list of, of some games, uh, not every game, but some of them that are coming out and we can discuss those. Um, I got to do something very exciting yesterday and it wasn't planned at all, but I, I literally walked into it, um, I went up to town yesterday, which would be Saturday. Uh, and in the local town, not going to say exactly where, of course, uh, there was a big Nintendo Switch booth. Um, I had no idea it was there. I just happened to walk upon it. Um, I knew I was going to walk in the place where it was, but I didn't know it was going to be there at all. Um, so I tried some Nintendo Switch stuff. Uh, I played FIFA 18. Um, I played Mario Kart 8, and I played 1-2 Switch. 
There was also the Pokemon, I think it's called DX Tournament, which is the is the one that I mentioned at E3, I think. Which is their like it's their like Injustice 2 version of, uh-huh. of fighting games. We but you play as the Pokemon of course. And then they did have um arms, but I didn't I didn't get a chance to play the the last two that I mentioned there. Uh, it's a great console. I mean, sure, you can look at YouTube and see people playing it on there, and you can look at it in, like, the shops and stuff, but, um, so the first thing I did, I went and played, uh, walked over to the booth, and, um, there was, there was a few people there, but it wasn't, like, packed, um, you had people walking past that were maybe considering it or something, um, and what I basically did, uh, you know how you can have it in, like, a stand mode, like, it's got the stand at the back of it, there was two of them on um, back-to-back, two switches back-to-back on this table. Um, I unfortunately had to stand up, although I'm not complaining. I got to play a switch. Um, and what the guy basically did, he said, do you want to play some FIFA? So I was queuing up for it. I said, yeah, sure. And um, this was free, by the way. Of course, it's a public booth thing to try out the Nintendo Switch. And uh, he basically, you know how you have the two Joy-Cons? He gave me one Joy-Con and he had the other. And I thought, okay, how's how's this going to work with a game like FIFA that uses several different buttons? And there were some controls that weren't there or that he didn't tell me about, or maybe. Um, but the main controls, like, you know, switching, player, running, shooting, all those kind of stuff, that was all there. Um, see if I can you to picture this you know how you have the one one joy con and you've got the two buttons on the inside that you wouldn't see if you had it clipped in yep those two buttons were for run and for change player which i got a handle of pretty easily the one joystick i had was obviously to move around uh you had the x b y and a for pass shoot cross and and the, the main action buttons and then I had, you know where the shoulder buttons are, which, bear in mind, if I've got this to the side, those will be on the right-hand side. That was for um, chip shot and finesse shot. I couldn't manage at any point to press that and press shoot and move my player. It felt a bit awkward, so I left that out of when I was playing. Um, but apart from that, it was it was very playable. It was a little bit awkward. Maybe it's because my first time playing it, and maybe if you played multiple games, you'd get used to it. Um, but I found it very playable. We ended up drawing nil nil. It was a it was a good game, and then he beat me on penalties. Um, so I played that. That was very very good. Uh, and then I moved on to play uh, Mario Kart Eight, um, and we did that in um, you know how they have the Joy Cons attached to those controller holder thing. Mm-hmm. I played Mario Kart like that, um, which felt a little more comfortable, and um, it's a little bit sort of stretched, the controller, but I managed to sort of get used to it after a couple of races. Um, there was a woman there, and she she had the pro controller, and then there was another person that had uh, the controller the same as me. I didn't get to try it in, like, handheld handheld mode. Um, I didn't quite expect to, because the, the people that were supervising it... They were the ones holding the switches and stuff, and of course, maybe they didn't want the public to actually get their hands on them in case they dropped them or, or maybe whatever. Um, yeah. Like, because if, if I dropped a Joy-Con or something, which they told me, like, can you wear the strap, please? Um, which was fair enough. It probably, maybe not wouldn't have got broken, but if they'd have said, okay, hold this Nintendo Switch, like, if I drop that, of course, there's more of an issue there, so I understand why I couldn't hold it. Um, and then this woman... Um, she she had these these four Nintendo Switches and they were all docked. I think there was only one that was in use for the Mario Kart, and um, she was in a wheelchair as well. But she was doing this thing when um, when we went to select the the race level. She went up to the switch. Uh, she easily took it out of the the slot. So if you're in a wheelchair at all and you're wondering if you'll be able to comfortably get it out of the dock, she seemed to be able to do that fairly easily. Um, and she did it with, like, one hand, so I don't know how heavy the actual, um, switch itself is, uh, but it was, from taking it, like, out of dock mode to select the level, uh, maybe she was just showing off the, um, touchscreen, because we use the touchscreen to select the levels, but I'm sure you can still do it with the controller, maybe it was just an opportunity for her to show that off, uh, and then she was able to put it back in the dock, and it's very very seamless to take it in and out the dock and stuff um 
and then I, I played some America. That was very, very good. Uh, we did. There was this other mode on it as well, where it's like, um, you know, some of the weapons that you can get in the game. You kind of use them in a big brawler sort of thing, like you drive around and throw stuff at each other, basically, and sort of crash mm-hmm. into each other and stuff. That was kind of fun. Um, and then they, they gave me this little like booklet, which I don't have on me at the moment. It just said what games on the Switch and stuff. Um, I didn't read it all, but I could maybe have another look at it or something. Uh, and then I went. I actually went back later and played. Um, that was when I played uh, One Two Switch, and I did three. Cause I, I said to him, how, "How many mini games are on this?" And he said, "I'm not exactly sure, but he said about 28." Um, so we did the cow milking thing, which neither of us seemed like we wanted to do, but he selected it anyway. But, but whatever. Um, we did that, and then we did table tennis, which I really liked, uh, and then we did, um, quick draw, which is, like, the cowboy, um, shooting thing, that was good, it took me a little while to get used to, like, when to shoot, sort of thing, and there was two occurrences where I shot the, shot the dirt, as they say, and then there was another one where I shot into the sky, um, so maybe it's quite sensitive where you're aiming, I'm not sure, but, um, I got on with the games uh, in the end, and it was very, very good. Uh, I think it's probably the best handheld on the market. That's probably an easy thing to say. Um, of course, it's the most expensive as well. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really good. I, I enjoyed my time there. Of course, I didn't ex- I didn't go out to plan to do this anyway. Um, so it was a nice kind of random treat, I suppose. Uh, do you have any questions about the Switch? No, but that does make a lot of sense. I remember yeah. I was at one uh, convention. Not a gaming convention, but it was uh, more of a work convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, this is when the Ferrari FF was launching, Okay. and they had it uh, cordoned off, obviously, and I was trying to get some pictures of it, and I couldn't get close enough to the engine bay to get a picture of it, and I asked if I could come in closer to do that, and they said no, because they had somebody that got in too close and dropped their camera on the car. And cracked the paint, and it cost them sixty thousand dollars U.S. to repair Jesus. the paint on that car. Okay. So yeah. I imagine they just didn't want anybody breaking it. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the reason they didn't let me hold the uh, the dock. But um, the other reason was because like these games were being played in two players, so mm-hmm. it was like you use the Joy Cons wirelessly. Uh, so that was kind of understandable as well. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience, and I could definitely see, if you've got slightly bigger hands, I could definitely see the Joy-Cons being a problem. I mean, I've got relatively small hands, and I could comfortably hold it, but there was a few times where I, like, struggled to press the buttons a little bit. It's maybe a case of just getting used to it, because that's the first ever time I've used the, the Joy-Cons. Um, I did see the woman, like I said, the other woman used the Pro Controller. Much, much bigger and sort of clearer, if you know what I mean. Like, um, uh-huh. if you've got bigger hands with probably need to buy a pro controller but you could still maybe use a joy con you just maybe struggle a little bit like so the four action buttons they're kind of close together and they're a little bit small so you might accidentally press a where you meant to press another button or something um the shoulder buttons they're a little bit small but i found them very easy to press like once i got my finger set on the buttons and knew where they were pressing them wasn't the problem it was just a case of managing to hit them right if you get what i mean like, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the Xbox triggers, they're pretty big, like the shoulder buttons and stuff. Um, but again, if you want the bigger buttons and the bigger controller, the Pro Controller is going to be the way the way to go. Um, I wasn't quite listening at the time, because I, lo- I was looking around and stuff, but I think the guy said that the Pro Controller goes for, like, $60 or something? Yeah, it's about yeah. that for the US. Yeah, I think that's, that's what somebody said at some point. I don't know if they were actually talking to me or not, but that's what I heard. Yeah, it's a, the Pro Controller for the Switch is about the same cost as the Pro Controller, as like a normal controller for a, a modern console game. Yeah, yeah, which in, in the UK, the normal controllers for PS4 and 360, at least, uh, Xbox One, um, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One, why did I say PS3? Uh, they go for about £45 over here, so that makes sense. Um, so it's almost like the Joy-Cons are a, not a cheap version, they're not cheap controllers, they're just... A little bit small. They didn't feel like I was gonna break them or anything like that. Um, although you know where um, you got the two side buttons on the on the Joy Cons. When I did my first 
turn at at um doing the quick draw. I accidentally slid it off. Not all the way. I just sort of slid it halfway off. I thought, oh, um. So I don't know if I accidentally like pushed that too hard or something. Maybe because when you're playing the motion control games, you don't really have to hold that part of it. So I don't know. Maybe I just did it wrong. Um. But yeah, great console. I really enjoyed using it. So that is that. Okay, so what do you have first? Well, staying with the Switch, uh, Stardew Valley, that uh, giant phenomenon of a game, is yeah. coming to the Switch. It should be out by the time of this recording. Uh, it was a farming simulator that got weirdly popular when mm -hmm. it was released back in 2016. Uh, so, you know all the stuff that you do in that game. And it's weirdly kind of a fitting game for the Switch because it's more of like a mobile game Okay. to where, you know, it's a little Minecraft-ish, but more of like a farm simulator and more of a farm manager than, you know, the, the craziness that is uh, Minecraft. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's a perfect game to, you know, you're stuck in the airport, you're stuck on a train for, you know, half hour, hour, something like that. Yeah. Uh, to... Go ahead and play that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested to see what a single-player game on the Switch is like, now that I've tried these two-player games. Um, like, if I had it in handheld and played Zelda and used the, the right stick as well, because I didn't actually use that for anything, um, what that would sort of be like. So, um, yeah, I've never seen um, Stardew Valley myself. I've heard of it multiple times. I've just not seen any of it myself. How about you? Uh, I've seen a couple people stream it, and it's yeah. one of those games that it looks interesting. It's not really up to, no, not really in my wheelhouse for okay. games that I would play, but, you know, never going to shit on somebody else's fun. If it's something that you enjoy, go for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's good. Enjoy Stardew Valley if you ever switch. Um, should we put that in the switch section? Or doesn't? Yeah, it's kind of the switch section. Okay. All right. Um, so anything else you have? Uh, well, it's, you know, not really console-specific, but there's a massive new season update for GTA V. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about this a few times, how after GTA V Online launched, they've kind of abandoned, like, the single-player story mode and just thrown everything into uh, the online stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so the next big one is called what, is what they're calling Transform Races. Uh, it's the next evolution of their Cunning Stunts racing set, which is tons of fun, by the way. If you've ever played a Cunning Stunt race, it's you're either in the uh, Ruiner, which has the jump ability and a parachute, or you're in like a little uh, ATV car that transforms into a, a jet ski, or you've got a car that's got a giant rocket on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so... I saw some sort of picture of this, and um, I didn't really see what it was. But it's another update, and it's free. So if you enjoy GTA, obviously go and get it. Try it out. Yeah, and that's probably the big thing with this, is that all these updates that they're doing are for their online part of it, and they're completely free. Yeah. So they've done, you know, they've done the cutting stunts. They've done uh, Smuggler's Run. They've done... Uh, like four or five other like massive massive updates and never charge for it they're all part of it okay. um and th those get uh, live streamed uh by like me you know by streamers all the time so if you ever are curious about any part of it just search you know let's play gta 5 on youtube mm. and you'll see tons and tons of stuff cool uh and so they're uh, transform races, uh, more vehicles, more races, more tracks, things like that. And so there's no real date on when that'll come, but I'm sure it'll be out soon, and um, I'll probably stream that at some point. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I need to go back to GTA at some point, but probably not this side of the year, because this is like the busy side of the year that we're in now. With all the games and stuff coming out, so maybe another oh, yeah. winter or like January or something, I could uh, do a few let's plays or something. Um, Cause I still have it on my Xbox, so uh, maybe we could do a little something, but it's just not yet. Uh, okay, what else do you have? 
Uh, really, that's all I had for you know non-Microsoft news. The bulk of the news that I found was mostly for Microsoft and Xbox products. Okay. So do you have any PlayStation Switch stuff? No, nope, just the Stardew Valley for the Switch. Okay. Um, do you have no other news stuff? I, you know, I hit like five different news sites, and pretty much everything that popped up that was worth talking about or was interesting was all on the Microsoft side. It's kind of weird, mm. but it gets like that from time to time. Yeah. I didn't find much either, so... Um, Alright, I'm going to... Uh, I just realised I didn't talk about what I've been playing, <laughs> so I'm going to do that now. Um, so I went back to... Because uh, we usually do that at the top of the show, but I started talking about Nintendo, so... Um, so I went back and I've been playing some more Crash Bandicoot, because uh, I took a break, just went back, it just got a bit too much, just dying over and over and over again. Um, so I actually got two more gold relics this morning... Um, on the Totally Fly and Totally Bear levels, which you have to unlock in other levels, uh, if you just search Crash Bandicoot and in either of those levels, there's like a three minute video that I found, and just skip near the end and it will show you where you need to do them. Um, and then in the description it should show what level you need to go to to do that. Um, one of them is called Unbearable though, so if you need to go and do that, then that's how you do that as well. Um... But I did those two. Um, didn't have as much trouble with Totally Fly. That's the one that um, you have to use these. I'm not sure exactly what the name would be called, but these sort of flies that give you this light to go through the level. Um, and of course, each one lasts a certain amount of time, and you, you go through, you get the next one, and the next one, and so on and so forth. Uh, you can accidentally run past them as well. So if you run past one or two, your lights can start to go out. Um, so I got the gold relic for that. It was just a case of just running through it, because when you're going for gold relics, you don't have to kill stuff or get the other boxes, uh, apart from the time ones, of course. Um, so my advice with, with time trials would be just just keep running. Don't worry about hitting stuff. Just uh, definitely make sure you do get all the time boxes, though, because there was a few occasions on Totally Bear, which is the other one, where I missed maybe like four seconds worth of boxes and therefore I missed my time by about five seconds so that was the reason I didn't get it on those occasions um, but I found it it only took me two or three attempts to get uh, the totally fly one which was good the only thing with that level I have to do now is get the gem which is for all the boxes the thing with that is is that uh, there's these other stronger boxes which you can't just spin you have to jump on top of them and then jump up and body slam them there's about four or five in the level, and the thing with that is, is that um, if you're like stopping to jump on these boxes and break them, your light is going to go away from you, and then you're not going to be able to see. So I think what I'm going to maybe try and do is like, like run forward, maybe skip one of the lights, see what's in front of me, go back, hit the boxes maybe, and then get the other light or something. Because otherwise I'm just going to run out of light and not know where to go. So if I maybe check what's in front of me first, I'll know where to jump. It's just kind of a guess, I, I think. Um, but I'll see how that works as well. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to be continuing my Road to Platinum with Crash 2. Because I did the full series of Crash 3, which you can check out. Uh, just go to Video Games, Road to Platinum, and then Crash 3. Um, but I have two gems left to get and they're both from these two levels I just mentioned um I think one's from a different level I think but I know one of them's from Totally Fly which is the one that I just mentioned with the boxes and then I have to go to the space missions which have the jetpacks and get the other gold relics there um and that's where of course you're flying around your sensitivity is a bit higher because you can't just stop uh you'll always sort of drift a bit so those are going to be a challenge as well uh, but before that, I continued playing a bit more of Nier, the game that I mentioned last week as well. I'm getting a bit more into it. I found that what I was actually doing was doing side quests by accident, kind of, because I didn't intend to do the side quests that I was doing, like gathering photographs and stuff. Um, but I found out how to sort of get back onto the main quest line. Um, I can't remember exactly how I did it, but if you if you're stuck for the same thing, you can just look it up and. Uh, it was a simple solution, I just can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, but now I've got my marker back on the main quest line, so I can actually progress with the story rather than doing side quests and stuff. 
uh, which the game does reward you for, but I'd like to do some main side quests as well. Um, I'm getting a bit more used to the game as well. I remember last time I said I struggled a bit with the combat. Um, another thing that I found is if you are in combat and you can see an enemy is about to attack, if you point the other direction and then just tap R2, she will do a sort of slide. Because I remember last week, or maybe the week before, I said that there was no real dodge or block sort of system. That's the only thing I've worked out how to do, and it is somewhat effective. Um, it's better than like just jumping all over the place and losing where you are, I guess. Uh, and I unlocked some other weapons as well, and those have been good to use. I actually have this big hammer thing. And what I can do is, if I'm being surrounded by enemies, um, think of it as like Thor's hammer, but with a blade on it as well. <laughs> You can kind of double jump in the air and just sort of slam down and it knocks the enemies back so it gives you the, the bit more space and I found that that's very effective. Um, I'm not sure what the weapon's called but if you're looking for it, it's this like brown hammer. Um, it's like really big so you'll you'll notice when you see it and then it's got this sword type of blade that comes off the hammer part so if you, if you want that uh, that's where you find it. I also found it at the base camp. If you go to where the, uh, well there's only one woman that sells them there. Um, she's over by where the um, beds are on the right hand side, uh, so that's where you can find those as well. Um, that's been about what I've been playing. So, um, so the other two things I have, um, I think the Justice League trailer just came out, um, which of course I'll watch later. Uh, I got a list here. These are the games that. I've added to my boomerang list, um, which of course I've mentioned them before. Um, so this is just the games that I've added to the list to play later in the year. Uh, so I'll read them out and then we can just sort of discuss them from there. Uh, South Park, Fractured Behold, that's the 17th of October, so that's like next Monday, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that, like you said? Very much. I had mm -hmm. that pre-ordered since God knows how long. Yeah. Because it got delayed, uh, didn't it? Got delayed a couple times. And I'm yeah. fine with games getting delayed if yeah. it means that it comes out fixed and good. Because the last thing anybody wants is uh, another Arkham Knight issue. Because mm -hmm. I don't think that game ever did officially officially have a good launch on PC. I know console it eventually came out mm -hmm. and was okay. But on PC, it was such a hot mess that Steam was forced to do full refunds for it. Yeah, they I don't even think it's... So. Yeah, they had to pull it from the store, and I don't even think it's back yet. I haven't had a chance to really look into that. I have no idea. Sorry. Uh, but considering the, the really long story of the first game coming out and that being part of the THQ franchise, and then THQ you know, going under and then different parts of what they own getting sold off, like a you know scavengers picking off a corpse. Mm-hmm. The fact that that first game even came out was a minor miracle, and the mm. fact that it was a really, really good game is even better. Yeah. And, you know, they, they obviously have enough faith in the second game to where part of your pre-order bonus for the first game is that you get a digital code for the first game mm -hmm. when you backwards, buy the second game. It's backwards compatible, I think. Yeah. Yep, it is backwards compatible on Xbox. I don't know about the PS3, PS4 version. No, I don't think sure they're even doing work, that. Actually with the PS4. Maybe you'd get a, just a disc for your PS3. I'm not sure how that would work. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could I'm sure you could buy it digitally, but since the PS4 doesn't really do backwards compatibility, you'd still need your PS3 to play it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked into that, but yeah, if you if you get it on the Xbox, you can get the uh what's the first one called? It was called the Stick of Truth. Oh, yes, the Stick of Truth. Yeah. Uh you yeah, get that backwards compatible. You would have to have been a fan of the show, but they did Originally, they did like a three-episode run, making fun of Game of Thrones, and <laughs> I still need to watch uh, it. Yeah, I mean, it's on you know back. It's on like a dozen different streaming services. You, if you're even remotely into Game of Thrones, you need to watch those three episodes because okay. they are funny as hell. And they also make fun of American Black Friday and the nuttiness that is in right. that. Yeah. Um, and kind of at the end, it's not really a spoilerish thing, but at the end okay. of that three-episode run, they were just talking about because the whole episode was, you know, both ma making fun of Game of Thrones, and that was when uh, PS4 and Xbox were about to initially launch, mm -hmm. and they were kind of making fun of the console wars. Cool, nice. And yeah. at the end of the at the last episode, they said, "Well, we're not, you know, we're not buying the PS4, we're not buying the Xbox One. What are we going to do?" 
And then one of the characters says, we'll make our own games. We'll fight over this stick. <laughs> and it was supposed to be, you know, after that episode aired was when Stick of Truth was supposed to launch. Cool. And obviously that didn't happen because Stick of Truth got delayed for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was supposed to be a run into that. Um, and then, But, you know, uh, Fractured But Whole comes out next week, and it's basically taking the piss out of all the superhero movies that have been come out lately and all the superhero franchises mm-hmm. and having an interconnected uh, phases and you, all that sort of storied stuff. Storied universe and yeah. shared universe and um, DC. Apparently, apparently, I don't know if this is true to what level, but apparently DC is rewriting some of their upcoming movies to where it's not a shared universe like Marvel's doing. Yeah, I heard that they're doing some changes and I saw a video from Collider, which I think you can probably find on YouTube. Uh, but I didn't actually watch the video, so it said like yeah. D something. I can't remember what the title was, but they're doing some sort of change. Yeah. Well, uh, it's okay. never had an official name, but some people have been calling it the DCEU for the yeah. uh, DC Comics Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they're not doing the Extended Universe to where it's you know Batman won't show up in Flash and Flash won't show up in Aquaman or whatever. Okay. Interesting, yeah. Cause, I mean, not got, sure. Wh- yeah, because you got like the CEW universe and stuff, and then you've got Gotham, which is obviously separate to kind of separate to that as well. Um, so, yeah, and then you got the Marvel movies and the Marvel TV show. Yeah, which has Inhumans premiered in the UK. It has been picked up by Sky for autumn. That's what uh, David posted on his Geek Town, but it's no actual date yet. I know that it has been airing in the US. Yeah, the uh, the first episode hit American TV last week. Uh, the only person on that show that I even recognize is uh, the one character from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Even uh, Rion, whatever his name is. Uh, he played one of the, the Ramses, I think. Yeah, yeah, he but, played uh, Ramsey Bowen. Yeah, but yeah. I recognized him before from uh, Misfits. Yeah, because that was on Hulu. I loved that. Yeah, that was on E4 over here. So. Uh, the first three seasons was really good. Once they started replacing all the characters willy-nilly, I kind of quit watching it. Mm. I did see it all the way through because it only it finished with season five. So um, yeah, I did, I did like not preferred them, but I did like the cast that they brought in because um, they brought in I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who's playing the vampire on Preacher at the moment. Uh, they brought in him for for in place of um, one of the other characters. Yep. So. Um, yeah, by the, by the time season four was getting close to finished, and literally none of the original characters were on the show, I was just like, nah, I'm done. Okay. Wash my so, hands, I'm out. It, it finished relatively okay, so um, there you go. But yeah, I'm looking forward to South Park, kind of, because as much as we love these superhero shows and stuff, there is some silly stuff to it, and this is going to poke fun at that, which is going to be funny. So I'm looking forward to it doing that. Um yeah, absolutely. I mean, the day when the day comes to where you can't make fun of everything, then you know, just yeah. shut everything down. There's on. no point. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know you have characters that die and come back, and you got Lazarus pits and all that sort of stuff. So, looking forward to it making fun of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what this actually is, but it's called Outcast Second Contact. I can't remember why I added this to my list. Have you heard of it? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar, but I'm not, you know, I have, like I said, I've been traveling the last couple of weeks, so I haven't really been able to keep up on stuff. Okay. Um, it comes out on the same day as, I guess we can move to Assassin's Creed Origins, comes out the same day as that. Uh, I listened to some of the, you know, the What's Good Game podcast, Andrew Renee mm-hmm. and, and Steimer and Brittany, and who's the other one? There's four of them. Uh... Steimer, Brittany, Andrea, and Christine Steimer? Did I say Steimer already? Yeah, you said you said Chrissy Steimer, who I'm a big fan of. Um, oh, Andrea Renee, yeah. uh, Brittany, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember who else is on that show. Yeah, I can't remember the fourth person. Um, but they they talked about it at length on that show, uh, which was, they, they do those on Fridays. Um, it sounds really good. From It, it sounds like they've um, at least tried to do some different stuff. Um, what was the last Assassin's Creed game that you played? Uh, I mean, I played a bit of Black Flag because it was a Games with Gold. 
uh, but I never really got into it. Yeah. Uh, I did play a bunch of two when that came out as a game of gold. I did enjoy that. I uh, played um, some of the, like the side-scrolling games when those were games with mm-hmm. gold. Chronicle series, yeah, I like those. As well. But I never, I never finished them. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, I love side-scrolling games, but. It's just—it's one of those things that you know something else took over, and then something else took over, and then you just kind of run out of time. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember with the—I think the India one was the third one that was released. I don't think it matters which order you play them in, but I remember a particularly hard section towards the end of those that that one. Um, but anyway, with Origins, they've like from what Andrew was saying, because Andrew was the one who was mainly talking about it. Uh, she said that they've sort of like redone the combat and. Just, they've just tweaked the game better because um, she spoke to one of the developers or something and um, the developer said like it was getting too formulaic and that they needed to, to just you know essentially reboot the series that's what this kind of feels like um, it's called Origins and Origins is you know an origin story um, and you can play as uh, the, the male character as a husband to this other character, and you can apparently play as them both, or you can play as her in like certain missions and stuff. Um, and then he also said apparently that there's other characters you can play as as well. I'm not sure how that's going to work into the game, um, but I'm looking forward to it. And it's in Egypt, which I haven't done yet, um, so it's kind of a new concept. Yep, uh, the thing that interested me a little bit about the game, uh, not to the point to where I would probably pick it up, but mm-hmm. they have what they're calling a learning mode, yeah, and basically it shuts the, down... Is that the um, tour thing that you can do? Yeah, it shuts down all like gameplay in terms of like combat and all story spoilers, and then you basically just walk around Egypt and learn about you know the history and... Uh, you know, things like uh, mm-hmm. Egyptology and hieroglyphics and embalming and things like that. It's, it's kind of a learning tool. Yeah. Uh, and so the fact that they're putting that into the game is kind of interesting, so... Yeah, I heard that that's launching next year for free because the game's coming out in, like, three weeks or whatever. Um, that actually comes out the same day as Stranger Things, and I think Thor comes out on that day as well. Uh, Thor is first week in November, if I'm remembering okay. it right. I think we get it a week before you. That's maybe why it's... Tw- I think it's the 27th, but that's going to be a busy Friday. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the MCM Comic Con on the Sunday, so that's going to be interesting. Um, which I'm going to have to sort of sort around that. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to Origins and seeing what sort of fresh things that I have to do. Uh, in terms of this tour thing, that could be good for sort of casual stream of some sorts. Um, we don't know what it looks like yet, but uh, that would be interesting for a stream as well. Um, on the same, well, on the same day as that as well, if we didn't have enough to do on that Friday, uh, Wolfenstein 2: The New Colossus comes out as well. Looking forward to this. If you're gonna mm-hmm. play it. Um, that game's going to be kind of fun mayhem from what we've seen. Like just guns blazing and just madness. So that's going to be interesting to play as well. Um, I can't remember what the last Wolfenstein game I played was, but I did play one of them in, in the past. Uh, did you play the one before this? It was cool. No, I haven't played a Wolfenstein game in forever, but I'm always excited when new games come out. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to try that out as well. Um, on the 7th of November, we've got Super Lucky's Tail. That's the sort of li- literally Tails-looking character. The Xbox One and, I guess, Windows PC exclusive. Um, you said you... You didn't say you didn't like it, but you said it wasn't of particular interest to you. And I said that I yeah. um, found it you know, kind of casually interesting when they showed this off at E3. Yeah, I mean... Like I've always maintained that I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, run and gun shooter kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, if that's that's your jam, I'm never gonna crap on that. So, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of these like platforming characters, we got like Crash Bandicoot, who is obviously PlayStation's kind of uh, a mascot. Although they've got multiple ones of those because they got Spyro and then they got Sly Cooper and Abe and all those characters. Um, Nintendo's, of course, always had Mario. Sonic's kind of always been the third-party one, and then Xbox hasn't really had one of those, although they've had Master Chief, 
which is still their mascot, but just not the same type, because of course that's like the first person shooter version. Um, so do you think this could maybe be that, or do you think Microsoft just won't have one of those types of characters? Like the uh, platforming mascot, basically? It's always a possibility, you never really know. Mm-hmm. What, what else have they got for that? Because Limbo and Inside weren't, weren't exclusives, although they're not really the same type. That's more of a horror mystery sort of game, um, as opposed to like a Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, so um, they still have platforming elements, but just very different games. Um, I mean, they had Mexico's Brotherhood, but God knows what's happened to that game. Um, did you ever play that? No. No, it was the one with the with the pen, and you had to like make the branches that you swung from, and like the bridges and stuff. And then if you muck something up, you like deleted it with the pen or something. Like you could sort of freeze time a bit and draw stuff so that before you you know, fall into a level or whatever, you could make stuff for you to, for you to platform on. I found that quite interesting as well, but the um, game hasn't had any sort of news since, so I'm not sure what's happened to that. Uh, that was a free Games with Gold at some point. I'm not sure if you remember downloading that at all. I can't remember what month it was, but it was it was a Games with Gold at one point. Um, LA Noir is coming out on the 14th, so that's the one that they're doing... The next-gen version of, uh, so like the Switch is is getting this, and then the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, did you play Eleanor? Yeah, I played the the first game on the 360. A very very fun game. I was a big fan of the storyline and the tech they used because they did uh, really good facial mapping. Mm-hmm. Because part of it was. You had to uh, interrogate people that were arrested for crimes, mm-hmm. and so you had to listen to what they say and then watch their uh, face to see if they were lying or not. And uh, obviously, with a game like that, it doesn't have uh, a whole lot of replayability. Yeah, because you know once once you played it, then you played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm probably. One... One linear path, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if this is a success, which I think that the first version was, I could see LA Noir 2. Um, do you think they would do that before or after GTA 6? Because, of course, we've got Red Dead 2 next year. Uh-huh. And then the next sequels would be LA Noir 2 and GTA 6. See, I'm with the success of GTA Five Online. I'm not entirely sure that they would ever do a GTA Six. Interesting. Uh, just because um, they don't have they don't have to. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody really plays the story mode of GTA Five anymore. No. And we've we've talked about this on the podcast with the previous news story. There is they make so much money <laughs> on GTA Five Online. I mean, why mm. would you even do a six? I mean, there's not the call for it. Maybe. Unless they do it as, like, an online-only thing. But, like, super updated. Because as good as those games are, isn't the gameplay going to get old at some point? Maybe? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell with GTA Five Online, because yeah. so much of that is things they've changed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they've got, you know... The Cunning Stunts, which is a new gameplay. They've got the Smuggler's Run, which is essentially a new gameplay. Uh, they got the um, all the new stuff they're adding in. I mean, it's not like you know small, tiny little updates. These are yeah, uh, game massive, mode. massive yeah. updates that they do to the game. So it's hard telling mm. that they would ever sure. do a six. Yeah, I just mean in terms of like the run and gun sort of cover gun gunplay sort of thing. Unless they would just say, like, if you want an updated gameplay version, then Red Dead Online would be the way to go, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. And then maybe that would... I mean, you don't need to phase out a successful game, obviously, but maybe that would phase out some of the GTA Online stuff? I don't know, but in terms of the next thing is Red Dead, um, and that's going to have probably better and updated gameplay than GTA 5 just because of the fact that it's like newer and stuff um, 
but then again it's you know a different genre with, with it being western so if you don't like that particular kind of thing you're just going to stick with GTA anyway then I don't know but that's just kind of what I'm guessing with um, the next one we have is I actually watched some gameplay this the other day and it looks really really good uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 that's mm-hmm. coming out on 17th of November so um, that's going to be quite good as well um, I saw some gameplay on I think the PlayStation Access channel on YouTube um, it was about 20 minutes I didn't watch the whole thing but they've added like loads of characters and loads of different mixed versions of characters so like there's um, a character called Carnum which is Carnum and uh, Carnage and Venom like um, mixed together and he said that plays some part in the story and They've got lots of different sections of the map and stuff, and that leads to different things, and it all ties into the story. So it looks like a very, very good game. Um, and of course, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's, it's nice and simple to play with it being a Lego game. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying that out as well. Um, you said, uh, do you have any interest in that? Uh, I might check it out at some point, but right now I'm so buried with mm-hmm. all the other games. Yeah. I'm just not going to have time for it, so... Okay. Uh, next one I have is uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's on the same day as well. Um, did you play any of the beta? There's a beta open at the moment. No, nah, I'm kind of over betas at this point just okay. because I've played so many of them. Uh, I mean, if you're a big fan of it, mm-hmm. uh, then obviously that's something that you're looking forward to, but not me, not so much. I've never okay. been a MOBA online kind of player, so... Okay. Um, yeah, I played some of the I played about an hour or two of the beta. Um, I didn't like the actual out in the field gameplay. I liked more of the um, space battle stuff, which is unusual for me. Um, but I found that very sort of engaging, and I was good at it. So <laughs> I guess that adds up to something good. Uh, there's three three reasons I'm gonna get this game uh, for the campaign, which they're adding in, of course. Um, for the heroes versus villain stuff, because of course they got new characters or quote unquote new characters coming in. Um, and in the space battles, and then I'll see how long that will keep me entertained for, so, um, because of course I'm still trying to play some Overwatch and stuff like that, so I'll see how, how all that goes. I did like it though, it was a good game, there's also a, um, if you go into the arcade, because the beta actually runs until the 9th, which is tomorrow, if you go into the arcade and you go through a few menus, you can do this Darth Maul thing, where you have to kill as many, I guess, bad guys as you can in like 30 seconds, it's quite fun. And he's a new addition to the uh, Battlefront games, so it's quite exciting to play as him. Uh, so go ahead and try that out if you want to. Of course, the beta is free. And there's also the free weekend on um, Xbox Live. I think that runs until tomorrow, although I'm not sure. So you can literally just like um, download the beta and jump in if you're on Xbox. Uh, so that was good as well. Um, coming out on the same day as that is The Sims 4. Have you ever been a Sims fan? Uh, not really, no. I've played it a bit, but it wasn't, you know, kind of my jam, so... Okay, I think this might be a point where I'll maybe try and jump back on, because Sims is interesting to me, it's just... It ends up becoming a game that has a checklist, like, you know, your character needs to go to toilet, or they're tired, then they need food, then they need to go to work, and then... Um... You know, it's like an extreme version of real life, I guess, like... These characters constantly need to do this stuff, and then you just look over to your list, and you've got, like... 10 things your character needs to do, and then because they're tired, they can't do it, but then, you know, you try to put them to sleep, but then they're hungry, and then whatever, so I'll see how I manage all that sort of stuff, but I'm going to try it, so I'll see how all that stuff goes. Um, Last one I have on the list, at least from my list, uh, what I'm going to do next week is look at a a full list of, of games, and if there's any others that we didn't talk about, I'll pick those off as well. Um, There is a game called Black Mirror. Um, do you know the, about the TV show? I've heard about the TV show, but I haven't really seen it. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorite shows and one of the, I think, the best shows on TV. Uh, I'm not sure how related this is to the TV series. Of course, they're all anthology ep- episodes anyway, so it's not like they have the kind of current story. But, um, who knows, I may do some more research into what this game is and, and come back next week with a bit more information. But, um... The picture that I saw looked Black Mirror-esque, so I'm looking forward to sort of seeing what that's like. That's on the 28th of November, so it's sort of almost right at the end of the year. Um, 
I, and I think that's on all these systems, uh, apart from the Switch, I'm not sure. Um, but given it's got the same name as the show, I mean it not, might not have any relation to it at all. Um, but that could be interesting to play as well. Um, and then the last thing we have to finish up on is some more um, questions and stuff from the community from communities. Uh, so I'm going to continue from where we were last week, which I think is with a guy called Darwin. Um, somebody he replied to somebody else's comment, so I'll read the, the two comments I have here. Uh, he said, "Here's a topic I found interesting: uh, re-game franchises today." How long are certain franchises sustainable and why? Let's pare this down into um, one to start with. Do you expect there will be a new Mario game every year through 2050 and why? Um, so I think he means like... With, with some of these pop more popular games. I mean, are we going to have like a Call of Duty every single year until the end of time? Well, I don't know about the end of time, but as long as the franchise makes <laughs> yeah. money, they'll still make they'll still keep making games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of the one perk of this industry is that if nobody buys it, then it doesn't continue. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they keep making Halos, the reason why they keep making Call of Duties and Battlefields and whatnot, is because those those games sell umpteen billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Trust me, if uh, Rockstar wasn't making hundreds of millions of dollars with their online function for GTA V, they wouldn't be constantly putting out updates. The fact that they put those updates out for free because they know people will buy the uh, in-game items and the virtual currency for those games, yeah. you know that makes it that makes it a worthwhile feature for them. So, um, and. As soon as those become not profitable, and as soon as those become, you know, there's a f- phrase that they have here in the U.S. called, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Okay. Uh, as soon, and as soon as that becomes the case, then they'll just move on to something else. Yeah. But until then, you know, they'll just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm going to compare that to a long-running franchise that's a bit different. Something like a Final Fantasy series. Um, and I heard that they're sort of loosely connected you you play as different characters unless it's like a final fantasy 10-2 or something because that's actually the sequel to, to number 10 um i find that kind of interesting with their numbering because like 9 and 10 and 11 and 12 have like loose relations to each other but you don't have to play 1 through 15 to understand the franchise at least from from what i've heard um so if like if like there's a sequel to final fantasy 15 it would be called final fantasy 15 2 um, whereas, like, I guess it's because of the way, like, the games are numbered, so if, if Final Fantasy 15 was called, yeah, so like if, I guess Final Fantasy 15 was called Final Fantasy Origins, then it would just be called Final Fantasy Origins 2, which would be the sequel. Um, but I mean, in terms of, like, those like Final Fantasy specifically, it's a long running franchise, but comes around every well almost ten years. <laughs> but um, you know, is has continued to go. So um, those those go very well as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like these games will just continue to be made. I mean. When EA says that they're putting Mass Effect on ice, it means that Andromeda didn't do well and that they're considering what to do next. Where, whereas, you know, with the Call of Duty every year, they 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 don't say that those kind of things happen because the game still sells well. Therefore, every year we just get a new one. So, uh, there was a reply to the comment. It says, uh, I think Mero will be around far into the future. Well, as long as Nintendo continues to make consoles, obviously Mario is going to be a part of that. Um, I mean, to compare that to something like Halo, I think Halo will end one day, at least with Master Chief's story. Whereas with something like Mario or Crash Bandicoot, you can just come in with a new story because that's kind of how they work. Whereas with, um, you know, like a Halo, it has a continuous, continuous story, so... 
that has to come to some natural conclusion at some point, but then you could just make like a spin off of Halo and then make it the main series or something like that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they kind of tried to do that a little bit with Halo 5 and the yeah. Locke storyline, but nobody really liked that. I mean, it had. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the best reception, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Say, so, I mean. As long as the. Uh, and you can kind of do that bit with Zelda. I think Zelda has a little bit more connective tissue with its story. But you can just. In terms of those two games, you can just keep them going. Whereas if you have 16 games of Master Chief. It gets to a point where I'm like, okay, how much more can this character do? So, I don't know. Um, what else do we have here? Um, Alcade uh, just has a little comment. He just said he finished Fusion and Zero Missions. Now on to Super Metroid. Of course, Metroid is a very successful and popular series. If you look at YouTube reactions, you'll know that. Um, Davy Max says, I'm really hooked on... Halo Knight at the moment, the Hollow Knight at the moment. Um, cool, interesting world and well designed to keep you playing and discovering. Uh, I also dig the boss design. Have you heard of this game before? I have uh, not. Okay. Yeah, fortunately, I can't comment on that then. Um, I could look into it, see what it's about, and then I could come back to it maybe. Uh, Biz Mark says, I really want that SNES, so it's not a SNES. Because there was a debate on Twitter a little while ago. Um, what's his name? Damon Hatfield from IGN. He put out this Twitter poll. He said, how do you pronounce SNES? Do you pronounce it like that or SNES? And most people said SNES. So, Because um, it, it stands for a particular name, doesn't it? So it's not... That's not its name. That's just a short version, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, technically it's the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. All right. Uh, but you know, SNES is kind of like the common parlance of that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, de- depending on who you are, people get like really, really pissy about that. <laughs> okay, I, I can imagine so. I mean, it's different with something like you know, we have like Agents of Shield, and Shield stands for something, but mm-hmm. you say Shield because that's still an actual word. It's not like uh, Marvel's Agents of SNES. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it still happens to come out as a word, so there you go. Uh, anyway, I really want that SNES Classic because I never had one as a kid, and a lot of those games are huge blind spots for me. I'm still all the way on some Nintendo games like that as well. Um, save uh, Link to the Past, which is uh, one of my favorite games ever. A legit way to play those games on a TV would be great. Of course, I think we can all agree with that sort of thing. Uh, lately, when I'm not playing Battlegrounds, I think he means player on the Battlegrounds, um, or mm-hmm. PUBG, wherever, wherever it's called. Um, I keep playing through XCOM Enemy Unknown. Do you play? You played the X- XCOM 2, didn't you? Yeah, I, I own the first XCOM, and I own uh, XCOM 2. Both fun games. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you need uh, the slow, methodical pace of a turn-based shooter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he says, uh, I keep playing through XCOM. What does that stand for, anyway? XCOM? Uh, it doesn't really stand for everything. That's just the name of it. Okay. Hmm. Different uh, situation there. Uh, Enemy Unknown over and over waiting for Destiny 2. Well, that's. I think this comment might be old. No? Maybe he just hasn't got Destiny 2 yet. Uh, Wolfenstein and Mero, which will come out between these certain dates, 24th October and the 27th. This is going to be an incredible holiday season. I mean, yeah, it's, there's a lot of games coming out. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. I do have one more comment, but I'm going to save that for next week. So that we can jump onto that as well. And then, of course, I'll come back to the other Hollow Knight thing. Uh, but that's mm. all I have for this week's show. So, anything else you have? Yeah, i got a couple things. Uh, Microsoft is buying a VR company. So, apparently, they're moving... What you know, they were directing towards uh, Connect. They've kind of moved away from Connect, but now they're going towards ER. Yeah. Uh, there's a company called Alta Space, which is kind of a VR virtual hangout area. They've just purchased that. Not really quite sure what they're going to do with that. Uh, um, Alta Space did have a little bit of success. Uh, they actually partnered with the American broadcasting company NBC. Uh, to broadcast the presidential debates virtually. Mm-hmm. And they hosted a virtual comedy show with uh, Reggie Watts and Paul Shear. 
So if those are names you know, then you know that's kind of a big deal. Uh, it's probably going to be uh, rolled into their uh, uh, Polo Lens technology. Yeah, and so that's they... probably going to be where they're going with that from there. But yeah. past that, they don't have anything official. That was strange. They announced HoloLens and then said nothing. <laughs> it's it's like when, you know, with uh, Death Stranding's a bit of a different situation, but, like, if you announce a game, say nothing for, like, three, four years, and then be like, oh, yeah, remember this thing that we announced mm-hmm. ages ago? Um, so I don't know. That That's a bit strange. Maybe, they, yeah, more companies should just have things out within a year of announcement, or at least, like, two years, because that was three years ago, at least, I think something like that but they just announce these things and then people may or may not forget or whatever and then they just suddenly come back around so I don't know but there you go yeah okay what else do you have uh well it just shows that you know some people still have a sense of humor if you purchase an Xbox One X and you decide to void the warranty and break it down on the circuit board itself there is a little depiction of Master Chief riding a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see pictures of that online. Uh, I think a, uh, a Brazilian firm got like an early build of the One X and did you know their teardown breakdown video of that. Okay. And in the top corner, you can see an etching of a scorpion and a little Master Chief riding it, which I just like the fact that people still have a sense of humor on things like that. Yeah, that's great. I mean... Won't affect the console or anything, but it's it's called it. It's in there. Do you think it would yeah, be better well, if they did it like on the side of the console rather than actually in it? No, nah, I mean if they did it on the side of the console, it would be just kind of weird and kind of break the aesthetic. But the fact that they hit it on the circuit board mm-hmm. is kind of like a little Easter egg nod to everybody. Well, maybe like because this isn't a portable console, so maybe like at the below like the power socket or something i i just think it'd be like i like this this is fun it would just be cool if, if you could also see it outside of the console rather than having to break it open do you get mm-hmm. what i mean yeah because you don't necessarily want to have to do that <laughs> and uh but it, it's cool that they put it in um but i think maybe if you just do like a little a little something like on the, on the back of the console nobody ever looks at the back of the console so you know if you if you want to look at it just Either look at the back or something, or turn it around, rather than open up your console. Is the point I'm trying to make. But still, this is quite funny. I saw the um, what I think was the picture of it, it although it might have been something else. But uh, yeah, with the whole Scorpio and then having a scorpion and then having their what we talked about earlier with mascots riding one is uh, quite cool. So good times. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's funny as hell. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, people that, you know, get into the super serious business of making consoles and making games can still maintain a sense of humor uh, for things like that. I mean, obviously, it won't affect the performance of the console itself, and obviously, 99% of the people aren't going to break down uh, a console to that level to see it. Yeah. So I'm glad somebody did it so that you can see it. Somebody's bound to open it and not be able to put it back together. So. Yeah, as somebody who has repaired cell phones for a job, those things are and repaired other electronic equipment for jobs. Yeah, that's something you really don't want to do unless you have like really specific training to do it. Because all you're gonna do is just break shit, mm. and that voids the warranty. So that's mm. expensive console. So. Oh yeah, very expensive yeah. console. But still, it's still a fun idea. Maybe just in the wrong place. Um, but but in terms of the console performance, it's not being drawn on with like a biro pen or something, so that it might leak into the console or something. It's it's been engraved, hasn't it? So mm-hmm. it's just sitting on there. But no, that's pretty cool. So uh, okay, what else do you have? Well, kind of the big WTF news of the week, uh, as you know, last month. The Games with Gold was Forza Motorsport 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is getting delisted from the Microsoft Store. Uh, a statement issued by Turns 10 Studios says, Forza Motorsport 5 has, really, has reached the end-of-life status. That means that the game and all associated DLC will be no longer available for purchase in the store. 
Players who own Forza Motorsport 5 are still able to download and play the game and any associated content as normal. However, Forza Motorsport 5 and its associated DLC are no longer available for sale. Which I kind of get on some level of that because a 7 just launched. Yeah. And so they want to focus on the newer stuff. But there's a difference between, you know, not putting out new content for a three-year-old game and actually delisting it from the store so that nobody can buy it again. So did they give any reason? Uh, they didn't give any reason, but if you remember, they did pretty much the exact same thing with uh, Forza uh, Horizon, because okay. the first game became uh, available through Xbox One through the backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. And then like really recently after they did that, uh, the game was delisted. Okay, so is it a case of like they're just shutting down the servers, but they're also taking the game away? Well, they're not even shutting down the servers because you can still play it and you can still play online. Uh, you just can't buy it in the store, which makes no sense. Okay, so like for me, I already have because because it was a game of gold. I I still have it installed on my Xbox, so I can still play it mm-hmm. that way. I just yep, you can still play it, and if you delete it for whatever it. reason, you can still re-download it. You just can't purchase it if you don't already oh, own it. Oh, so if it's in like, my ready-to-install, I could grab it from there, you mean? Yeah. Okay. It's just strange, do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just... Because you had Forza 5, and then you had Motorsport 3, and then this, and then Motorsport 7, was it? Motorsport. Yeah, Motorsport 3 came out earlier this year, and, Her- and uh, 7 came out. The Motorsport, the the Horizon is more of like the arcade fun version, Yeah. whereas the Motorsport is more of the super serious uh, uh, card nerd version mm-hmm. of that, so. Know, strange. Alright, well, we'll see what happens with Forza. Of course, it's going to continue to be a success, so um, otherwise... It wouldn't be an annualized franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what else do you have to talk about? Uh, that's really all I had that was of interest to me to talk about. So Cool. All right, well, that's the, the end of the show. Thank you all for listening. Of course, you can find us on the internet at entertainmenttalk.org, just in case you found us on iTunes or whatever. Um, we did this week a podcast for Dr. Foster Season 2. Um, I did a preview for the TV um like the full autumn TV preview, the stuff that I'm going to be trying to watch. Um, I did a... Uh, I'm doing reviews for The Gifted and for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, so check those out. They should be Mondays. Mondays and Tuesdays, look out for those. So, Because uh, basically, Gifted is Sundays over here, so I'm going to have that out Mondays. And then Star Trek is available early morning on Mondays, so I will either watch it that day and review it, or review it the next day. But Mondays and Tuesdays for that. Um, what else do we have going on? We've got The Walking Dead coming back. we got the uh, CW Superheroes thing. I'm going to put out our preview podcast tomorrow. So that will be Monday as well. Um, so that's me, me and Robert here discussing our thoughts on the upcoming CW DC seasons. And then of course we'll follow with our review shortly after. Um, I think that's going to be um, mostly what we'll be doing for the rest of the year. So like Walking Dead. TV shows, gaming, that sort of stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join the Facebook group. Links are in the descriptions for those. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. You can uh, use word of mouth, of course, share this around with your friends and family. Or you can rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, links are in the description for all that sort of stuff. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you on the next piece of content. Goodbye. Have fun.